ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Parallels Advisory. In this second part of our two-episode series, we're continuing our conversation with David Robinson. During our first session, we talked about what has influenced him throughout his career and were introduced to the leadership triad. In part two, we'll conclude our discussion with a more in-depth look at the remaining components of that triad. Once again, I am honored to be joined by David Robinson. While serving as the director for air operations in Iraq, he was awarded the Bronze Star Medal. In his role as strategy director for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he supported the development of the Pentagon's 10-year vision and budget for the Department of Defense. After retiring from service, he founded Vertical Performance Enterprises, which consults with Fortune 1000 companies, helping executives develop high-performing organizations through effective leadership. Dave, thank you again for joining us. I'm so glad we didn't scare you away the first time. <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. It's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, in the previous session, you touched a little bit on about how much all your training and experience prepared you. Was there a point for you where things really and truly coalesced? You know, when I think back, Ryan, about all my leadership experiences and opportunities, I think, um, you know, the, the most formative uh, experiences were as a commanding officer of, of aviation units, first as a squadron and then as, a, as an air group commander. And the reason I say that is because, number one, it was the biggest step change in, in leadership responsibility just by pure number of people. So prior to being a squadron commander, the most number of people that I had led was about 120 uh, maintainers, men and women, in an aircraft maintenance department. And then as a squadron commander, 40 aircraft, but uh, you know, more importantly, 600 Marines and sailors I was responsible and accountable for. And then, you know, go to the next level as an air group commander with nine squadrons, and there were 2,500 or so individuals that I was responsible for. But it wasn't just, you know, being responsible for them. I was ultimately accountable for mission accomplishment, which included being ready for combat, as well as the safety and welfare of every individual in the unit, including their families uh, to a larger extent. And so that's where, um, you know, I really started to understand the depths and complexities of leadership being, you know, with that much responsibility and accountability with that many people and uh, that important of a mission. Uh, that's where much of my leadership uh, was really honed in, in, in those crucible opportunities. From your experience, are there common areas you've seen individuals often focusing in the wrong place or putting attention in the wrong area? Well, you know, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I, I wrote the book um, is because I understand, you know, in today's environment, it's really challenging to figure out where the right place to focus is. And I know there are a number of opinions on this, but 
the bottom line is, um, as leaders, we're all busy. We have a lot on our plates. We have limited time and energy. And uh, I, I think that those areas of culture, people, and mission, if you can get those right and, and have those as your primary focus areas, I think you're setting yourself up for success as a leader, at least maximizing your chance of, of, of leading a high-performing team. And so really, I'm not sure if there's a wrong place to focus. Uh, you know, there, some people could maybe think that way. I, I think of if you can focus on those areas, but more importantly, balance your focus in those areas. I like to think of the culture, people, mission, or the leadership triad as a three-legged stool. And it requires balance among all three. I, I know that for some people, it's easy to focus on mission, and sometimes that the, that's at the expense of people. Uh, some people focus on mission and people, but they just don't seem to get the culture piece right. And so I think it's important to make sure that you look at this triad holistically and maintain balance and not get fixated on any one of, one of those areas. Well, so ensuring we maintain balance on the podcast, I'd love to return now to the second part of the triad. I'm interested in hearing how you define and classify culture as often it's used as a catch-all term by many. Well, thanks for asking that because it is sometimes an ambiguous term. Um, you know, I think of culture and define culture uh, pretty simply as the set of shared values, attitudes, and behaviors that characterizes an organization. And when you think about a team and think about uh, what, are the, what are the attitudes, what are the behaviors uh, of that organization that allow them to come together and have cohesion so that that group of people can, as one unit, be working toward a common goal. That's what culture is to me. And the reason why I feel it's so critical is because it really creates the lens through which your people view each other and your mission. And so when you think about the leadership triad, in many ways, it enables people to see your mission in a cohesive way so that they can work together as one instead of multiple individuals. So looking at culture then, what are some of the core aspects that must remain front of mind for everyone? Well, I think the most important aspect, Ryan, about culture is that the center of gravity, as I like to say, of a high-performing culture is trust. And so the question for leaders is, how do you develop a culture of trust? I think that there are three key leadership qualities that we can focus on in order to develop that kind of a culture of trust. I call them the three C's. If you'll remember, we had the three P's of mission success. I have the three C's of a, of a high-performing culture. The first is character. And um, I've always believed that the defining characteristic of character is integrity. And I tried to translate in integrity and character to members of my team simply as doing the right thing. Uh, the second C is competence. It's all about doing things right. That's how I tried to translate competence. You know, when we know our stuff and are competent, I found that other people tend to follow other people who are good at what they do and, and know what they're doing. And the third C is composure. It's all about setting the right tone. Uh, we've all known and probably worked for leaders that didn't respond very well to adversity or bad news. And when you're a leader that doesn't have composure, sometimes it's very easy to get disconnected from the organization because you're just not as approachable as, uh, as you could be. And the reason why I think these three C's, Ryan, are so valuable and important for developing a culture of trust is because when you think about it, if you're a leader, Ryan, that exhibits character and integrity, and I know that you are always striving to do the right thing, I can trust your intentions. When I know that you're a leader who is always trying to do things right, 
I can trust your actions. And then when I know that you're a leader who is always trying to set the right tone and, and uh, you know, exhibit composure to the best you can, I can trust your emotions. Granted, none of us are perfect. Uh, you know, when we admit our mistakes and our shortcomings in these three areas, I found that it can actually enhance trust. Uh, but as a leader, if you lead with character, competence, and composure, I found that those three areas uh, are really essential for developing a culture of trust. You know, I'd also love to just expand a little bit because the that point on trust, I think, is key. You've talked before about your experience. I think back to something that really stuck with me I heard years ago, um, and that dealt with uh, handling situations that don't go as planned or the tough times. And someone said to me, you know, Ryan, a good relationship built on trust and sort of mutual respect can overcome almost any issue. And I didn't really know what it meant at the time, but I think time and time again, that has just been so true. Um, so I think not only are you really hitting on something on the triad, those aspects impact things even beyond that, um, even situations of just dealing with uh, difficult times or the unexpected. Yeah, for sure. And if I could just respond to that, um... You know, I always coached and mentored my leaders by uh, just reminding them that, look, bad things will happen. How we respond to that adversity is so critical for two reasons. First of all, because adversity reveals true character. It's an opportunity uh, for you to exercise character and integrity and to try to do the right thing under adversity. And that really develops, you know, loyalty and enhances a, a culture of trust. Um, and the second reason uh, is because how we as leaders respond under adversity, it really sets the tone for the entire team and the entire organization and how our team uh, responds to adversity. It's inevitable, uh, but that really can help a team become more resilient and more adaptable, particularly in today's you know, uncertain and ever-changing environment. So in the end, it's always about the people, which is actually why we saved discussing this leg of the triad until now. Where do we need to start when thinking about this particular life? Well, when I think about people focus, uh, I once again have kind of three sub areas that I, I like to talk about. I, I think focusing on your people, Ryan, starts with respecting your people. Um, I've never met, you know, in 30 plus years of leadership, anyone who looked up to someone who looked down on them. And so I believe that, you know, focusing on your people starts with respecting them. I think that you have to give respect before you can earn it as a leader. And I think it starts there as the foundation, but it doesn't stop there. I think the next level of focusing on your people is knowing your And the temptation here is to think that, uh, you know, if I know their name and a little bit about them personally, then that's good enough. It's not, I don't believe. I think honestly, we need to really know our people. And that means knowing their challenges. It means knowing their dreams and aspirations. And it means uh, understanding how we as leaders can help them achieve their personal and professional goals. And that requires a relationship. Uh, that requires connectedness. That requires us to really know and appreciate and going back to that foundation, uh, respect our people. And then the final uh, piece, I think, is taking care of your people, because I found that if you take care of your people, that uh, they will take care of you by doing whatever it takes to accomplish the mission. And so in many ways, if you respect your people, you know them and they feel known and you take care of them, that really is a connection to mission accomplishment that we, uh, that we talked about in the last episode. You know, when I think about how we interact with people, 
there's going through the motions, and then there's actually being genuine. Are there areas you see that can really be hampered if your efforts truly are not genuine in how you approach things? For sure. I think um, the one that stands out to me, Ryan, is that last piece that I talked about on people focus, and that's taking care of your people. It's a lesson I learned the hard way. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I, uh, you know, when I returned from Top Gun as a student, I was in a squadron and my job was to be the training officer. And that means that I was responsible for training all of the rookie or the new pilots that were checking into the squadron. And um, one of the fighter pilots that in the F-18 squadron that had checked in was, um, was a Marine captain named Patrick and he was from, from Boston. And he had just kind of a, an unexplainable maturity about him. And um, our commanding officer saw that and put him in charge of the largest uh, aircraft maintenance division in our squadron. It was the airframes division of about 50 or so, you know, just really, you know, rough and tough uh, Marine men and women, many of them from very diverse backgrounds that grew up in very challenging circumstances. Some of them didn't have role models, but Patrick was a role model for all of them. And it was, you know, very apparent very quickly to all of us in the squadron that all 50 of them would have followed him anywhere and done anything for him. And so after a debrief, uh, a flight, we were debriefing. I sat down across the table from Patrick and I said, Patrick, I need to ask you a question. It's clear that all of your Marines would follow you anywhere and do anything for you. What is your secret? And I'll never forget, Ron, he looked me straight in the eye and he, and he said, Dave, there is no secret. It's really simple, at least in theory. It's a lot more complicated in practice, but here's the bottom line. Your people have to know beyond a doubt that you care more about their welfare than you care about your own. And I'm ashamed to tell you that I couldn't say that about myself when I looked in the mirror at that point in my career. But I was determined to change. I was determined to improve because I aspired to have what Patrick was able to inspire in his people. And so in my leadership development journey, I learned uh, two valuable lessons. First of all, if we wanna develop as leaders, we have to acknowledge our shortcomings. That was one of my shortcomings. And we have to have mentors that can help us work on those areas. And second, and most importantly, this is one of the most valuable leadership lessons I ever learned, thanks to Patrick, that if you take care of your people, they will take care of you by going the extra mile and doing whatever it takes to accomplish the mission. But they have to know, back to your question, that, they, that you are genuine and that you genuinely care about their welfare more than you care about your own. And if you are willing and able to lead in that sacrificial way, then I have found that they will run through walls for you and follow you anywhere and do anything for you. You know, we've covered so much yet it's clear only really scratched the surface. And this sounds like a journey of constant evolution. What advice do you have for someone committed to doing the right things, but just not sure if they're on the right path? Well, I think, Ryan, your question really boils down to, uh, we're talking about uncertainty there, right? And so uncertainty is something that every leader wrestles with. So if you're wrestling with this, if some of your listeners are wrestling with this, it's the good news is they're not alone. And there's certainly no shortage of uncertainty in the world right now, for sure, right? So in fact, there's a chapter in my book about leading through uncertainty, where I talk about the power of collaborative planning to help navigate an environment of uncertainty. And so it really comes down, in my opinion, to being very clear about the what and the why associated with your mission, back to that mission focus that we talked about in the last episode. And then empowering your team to help you figure out the how. 
because in my experience, your people often know better than you do the nuances of how to get where you need to go. If you can articulate what we need to accomplish as a team and why it's important, empower them to figure out the how, this is one of the keys to leading a high-performing team in a high-pressure, uncertain environment, in my experience. And so if, if anyone wants to learn more, the book will be available on Amazon on September 21st. Uh, that, that chapter may be helpful in, in answering that question. Uh, in the meantime, as I previously mentioned, I'd encourage them to take the performance pressure test on my website, verticalperformance.us, to see how they can improve as a leader in a high-pressure, uncertain environment. Well, great. And again, we will also be providing information in the show notes for folks uh, interested in acquiring the book, taking the pressure test, or just in general, knowing how to get in contact with Dave. Um, so with that, Dave, I really just want to thank you and tell you how much I appreciate you joining us on these last two episodes, and even more importantly, for your service. Thank you, Ryan. That's very kind. And I love talking about leadership. And thank you so much for having me on and thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Sincerely appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who listened to, as well as accompanying us on this two-part journey. I look forward to joining you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Ryan Walter. And remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parallels Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Got a question, feedback on the program, or interested in being a guest? Simply go to perils.co forward slash a2a-podcast and send us a message. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at parallels.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.